Hello and welcome to the Jesus Heals podcast. My name is Sister Andrew and I am happy to be with you again today whenever you're listening to this. Today I wanted to share about one of the big obstacles to healing that um, many of us encounter. And I've had other another podcast about obstacles of healing and I spoke about this a little bit but I want to go into it a little bit more today. And that obstacle to healing is unforgiveness or not being able to forgive someone that's harmed us. And I want to start off with a scripture verse that kind of goes with this. There are many in in scripture. Um, Jesus talks about forgiveness. There's the parable of the unforgiving servant that's often used. But this verse struck me in prayer the other day and I thought, Um, that maybe I was supposed to share it with y'all. So it's from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 11. And it says, When you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him, so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. So it's a, a brief prayer. And sometimes it can be thought of like, if I do this, then God will give me that. Like if I forgive someone, then God will forgive me. And that's, it's like how to earn my forgiveness from God. But that's, that's not it. God is always forgiving when we go to him. God is always merciful. And whenever we are sorry for what we've done, um, God forgives. And and that can be seen in the, in the sacrament of reconciliation and commonly called confession. But I want to focus on the first part of this verse. When you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him. So this gives me, I think of like a mental image when I see this. And so I'm in prayer and something comes to mind and I'm holding onto it. Like if I hold anything against anyone, forgive him. And I think of carrying around unforgiveness is like, my hands are full of like heavy rocks or something really heavy and it's all that I can fit. I can't carry anything else. So it, the unforgiveness that I'm carrying around impedes me or stops me from receiving any of God's graces or peace or joy that comes. Often, at least for me, I know when I'm really focused on how I could never forgive somebody for what they've done. Um, I'm often not in the best mood either because <laughs> I'm thinking about what they've done and I'm ruminating over it or brooding over it. And and that's never a good place to be, um, right? But and forgiveness is hard. It's hard for lots of different reasons. Um, everybody probably has their own reasons that forgiveness is hard. But one of the reasons I have found that forgiveness was hard for me or is hard for me is because I think of it in the wrong way. I don't think of it for what it really is. I used to think a lot that, and I still fall into this, so I'm not, I go back to it sometimes, but I used to think, and I still think at times, that if I forgive somebody for what they've done, if somebody's hurt me very deeply, like a very deep wound, they've rejected me or abandoned me or whatever, hurt me in a very deep way. I used to think if I forgave them, then that would mean what they did was okay. That I was saying, oh, it's all good. You know, you're fine. 
But that's not what forgiveness is. And it took several people that know me very well to tell me that in different ways, kind of over and over again to get it through my head. <laughs> um, so, so if it doesn't resonate with you yet, um, you're not alone. And this is one huge reason that forgiveness can be hard for us. Because we hear things like forgive and forget, you know, that phrase. And it's not a good phrase, forgive and forget. Because if someone's really harmed me, I can't forget that. I, I can't. I can't forget what's been done. I can't forget the pain that's been caused because of it. Even maybe a physical wound because of it. And maybe you have a scar because of something someone did to you. So you, so you can't just forget it, <laughs> you know? Um, and we don't need to. You don't need to forget it. You don't have to dwell on the it, on what your wound is. That's not it either. But forgive and forget isn't the best situation to be in in this in this regard in dealing with forgiveness so it doesn't mean that we say that everything's okay and if someone has really harmed us usually the people that at least i have a hard time forgiving are people that are closer to me someone in my family a long time friend you know those are the when things happen between those relationships between me and a friend I've had for many years or from a family member that's close to me and they hurt me, it can be very, very hard to forgive them because the pain is much more, is much deeper, right? If someone hurts you that, that you've never even met before, it, it could also, you need to forgive them as well. But sometimes that's a little easier because maybe you're never going to even see them again. It was some inconsequential thing and it happened to hurt you. So it's easier to forgive them. But we have to recognize that in, in our moments where we need to forgive, where we've been wounded, where we've been hurt, where we've been, where we've experienced deep pain and sorrow, we have to acknowledge like what it is, that what happened wasn't supposed to happen. You know, you, sometimes we'll couch it with, oh, they didn't mean to. They didn't know what they were doing. And that might well be true. They might have no idea that they've hurt us, right? And it, in that regard, like, it's, they're not culpable for it. Like, they're not, you know, they didn't know what they were doing. But it still hurts us. And we're still holding on. We're holding a grudge. We're holding maybe even hatred toward the person because of what it did to us. Like if somebody's parents, if, if your parent abandons you, like if, if, one of, if your parents get divorced and one of them leaves and they go on to a better life and they think everything is fine, maybe they're still in touch with the children, whatever. They think this is for the best, you know. Regardless of what they think, it leaves a deep, deep wound in the children and in the spouse that they left behind. It leaves a wound for everybody there, and even in themselves, to separate themselves from their families. So what we acknowledge is that the thing that happened shouldn't have happened, and it wasn't fair, and it wasn't just. And who did it? Usually it's a specific person, maybe a group of people. It's And when it hurts the most, it's usually because the person 
that has wounded us that we need to forgive is someone that should have been good to us. They should have treated us well. They should have loved us. And they do love us, maybe. But in this instance, they failed in that. And they didn't act out of love. And how did this wound come about? Especially if it's like an emotional wound that's deep in us. Um, this person who was supposed to care for us and love us and be close to us. How did they do it? They withheld their love or took away their love, withdrew their love. And that's real. And maybe as I'm talking, you think, I'm fine, I don't have anybody to forgive. <laughs> um, and that's great if, you, if that's true. But sometimes it can even be ourselves, though, that we need to forgive. Like we've put certain expectations onto God or onto other people and we've held on to those things. Or we think we have to be a certain way, especially in our faith life or something. And oftentimes those expectations that we put on ourselves aren't true. If we can finally objectively look at them or often like a good friend will point them out. Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> why? And it can be uncomfortable, very uncomfortable to have those conversations with your friends. But it's out of love that someone would even call that out of you, right? They don't do it in public. They do it just with you privately. They'll say, I've noticed you do this. And where's that coming from? And you realize it's something you have to forgive in yourself. And, and that can be a huge step. Forgiving ourselves or making judgments on ourselves or holding ourselves to a certain expectation or thinking we have to be a certain way to please God. Those aren't true. And in regards to forgiveness of another person, you know, we hold on to unforgiveness. We, we say things like, and I've said these things too, we say things like, I could never forgive that person or I will never forgive them because what they did was too painful. I can't forgive them. And I heard it said, and I don't know where this is from, it's, if it's from like one of the 12 step programs or something like that. But I've heard it said that holding on to unforgiveness is like drinking a little bit of poison every day and hoping that the other person dies. So I'm holding on to unforgiveness. I'm drinking a little bit of poison every day and I'm hoping that it's going to harm the person that I can't forgive. Right? We hold on to this unforgiveness and hatred. And we think it's going to make the other person eventually be sorry. That's what we want. We want them to be sorry for what they did. And that's a whole other discussion. And that might never happen. Or it might happen years from now. Or they might think they don't need to be sorry for it. They think it's inconsequential. But whatever they think, it doesn't really matter. If, if we're wounded by something, that's real. And if we're holding on to unforgiveness and hatred in our hearts, we need to offer that to the Lord. We need to entrust this to Jesus and in that entrustment he can begin much deeper healing in us because like I said before this unforgiveness it's like we're our hands are full our arms are full with this weight and we can't receive anything else so we're holding on to all this bitterness and anger and hatred and unforgiveness all these horrible things really 
You know, because if, if anybody were to ask us, do you want to carry around unforgiveness in your heart or hatred in your heart? We would say no. We know that we're not, we don't want to hate people. We don't want to be unforgiving. We want to emulate Jesus and, and to do what he said when he told Simon Peter, you know, when Simon Peter asked him, how many times should I forgive my brother? And Jesus says, 70 times, seven times, like an abundance of times. <laughs> It, seven is a perfect number in scripture. And it just, yeah, it's like unfathomable <laughs> the amount of times Jesus said to, to forgive. So, so what do we do? Like, how do we forgive? And if the person doesn't think they need to be forgiven, how does that work too? So this is something that was always kind of on my mind too. And it took a few friends to really like lay it out for me and to lead me through prayers again and again to help me see a different way. I thought that if I was going to forgive somebody, like somebody in my family did something to me and there was a, a wound there of abandonment in my own life. And I could recognize that after prayer, I could recognize what they did made me feel abandoned. And it was a deep, a deep hurt in my heart, right? What this person did. But I couldn't fathom going to them now and saying, I forgive you for this moment. I wasn't ready to do that. And I'm still not, I haven't done that in, in certain cases. Um, but that's okay. Cause that's a whole other kind of step <laughs> that maybe you'll do one day or maybe you won't. Cause maybe the person's not even in your life anymore, or maybe it's better for you that you're not seeing them. You know, if it's a safer, a safety situation or something you know you don't need to open yourself up to that so please don't put yourself in a situation where you could you know be harmed by a person you know that yeah that could cause you greater harm um, but we can still forgive and we need to forgive because it gives so much more freedom so we can forgive someone and they don't have to be like there with us or here with us, like standing in front of us. We don't have to say it to them because maybe they don't even think they need forgiveness. You know, our freedom comes, the freedom that we get comes from releasing our grasp from them and letting go of what we're holding on to. Neil Lozano wrote a book called Unbound. It's called um, Unbound, A Practical Guide for Deliverance. And he has steps in there. I think he calls them the five keys um, for deeper freedom in your life. I, I recommend the book. I'll, I'll put a link to it in the note in the descriptions, description to the podcast. Um, and it's a way through prayer that you can get deeper freedom in Christ. And one of the first steps, I think it's either the first or second step, that he lists in this method is forgiveness. And Neil Lozano says in the book, do you wish to love more? Then forgive more deeply. So we want freedom. We want not to be weighed down by, you know, these negative ideas or thoughts that we hold on to or any of that, or just hatred. Um, you know, when we hold on and say, I hate that person because of what they did, 
and they could have done something horrible. And again, it doesn't, it doesn't negate the fact that they did something horrible. That's still true. And it, it will always be true. That instance happened. That moment happened and there was a wrong done. Somebody did something horribly wrong. But in giving forgiveness, we open ourselves up more and we take the hatred out of our hearts. Jesus really takes the hatred out of our hearts. We give it to him and it opens us up. Jesus opens us up to so much more. We can receive so much more from Jesus when we take, when we let him take these things from us, when we entrust him, when trust the people to him and he'll take care of them. You know, just when you don't know what to do with a person in your life, when they've been very difficult or even yourself, it's like entrust them to Jesus. Imagine sitting before Jesus and just giving him everything and letting him take it, whatever it is, whatever emotion it is. And if it's unforgiveness, then it's good. It's imperative that we forgive the person. So then people say, well, how, how do I do this? Right? So I'm going to give a little explanation and some of these prayers, it's, it might sound silly, but it's good to pray them out loud. So either I recommend like, if you can pray with somebody that, you know, that's great. Someone you trust, you know? Um, but if you can't, then just go to a private place and pray out loud to the Lord. Cause there's something about proclaiming the truth out loud and hearing yourself say it because we can think of a lot of things in our heads, right? We can think about a lot of things and we're really good at that. I'm really good at that. <laughs> but there's something about saying something out loud kind of makes it hit home a little more. And there's power in the spoken word in Jesus name. So there's power in the name of Jesus. We know this and saying his name is powerful against the enemy, against all of that. And and the enemy, Satan, he doesn't want us to forgive. He wants to hold he wants us to hold on to these things in our hearts because he knows that they distract us from the Lord. So we don't want that. So yeah, it's just good it's just good to pray these things out loud in the name of Jesus. When you can take time and when you when you have time, um, just take a few moments and reflect and think of the person who hurt, who hurt you and, then, and what the person did. Now, you can be specific because it's just a private prayer or if it's with a friend, it's with somebody that you know and trust, right? So you think of what the person did and this can be hard because we don't want to think of what they did. <clears throat> we, we often just want to ignore that and get on with our lives, right? But But to get forgiveness at the root of things, we kind of have to sit with what happened for a little while, if you're ready, you know, and, and little by little, um, sometimes we can only think of like a little bit of what happened. And then the Lord takes me deeper into it. And I realize there's, there's a deeper wound there. So little by little, there's more and more freedom from this. So, so don't think it just happens all at once and don't beat yourself up or something. If, if you're not ready to go into the depths of what happened to you, you don't <laughs> let the Holy Spirit guide you and 
whatever part of it you're ready to forgive, then forgive that part. And that's wonderful. And in God's time and when you're ready, when your heart's ready, you can forgive a little more or another part of it. Okay, I hope that makes sense. Um, so you think of the person that hurt you and think of what they did. And in this moment, it can be uncomfortable because you kind of, you can like feel the pain of what they did. And Neil Lozano in his book Unbound says, this is important because forgiveness takes a deeper hold on us as we forgive from the place of pain. If we're forgiving while denying the pain, it doesn't deal with the root of the unforgiveness. So, so, and again, like little by little, sometimes we're not ready to go to the very root of it, but, but keep praying, you know, and pray a little bit at a time. Um, and even more things will be revealed as time goes on, right? Like I thought I already forgave this person for this, but you realize there's more to forgive or it's deeper than you thought. And, and you forgive again and again, because we can never um, exhaust the, the times we need to forgive, right? So once you've named the person and you feel the pain, you can pray out loud, in the name of Jesus Christ, I forgive, and then the name of the person, for, and then what they did. So you say the name of the person or describe the person if it's somebody you don't know their name. Um, and when you say for, and then describe what they did, be as specific as you can be. Um, because it's just, it's helpful um, to, get, to get, again, deeper to the root of it. And when you hear it, I know at least when I hear it out loud, it's a very moving moment for me with much grace whenever I do this. And I, I do this often. I, I pray these prayers often, um, sometimes for the same situations, sometimes for other situations that come up. Um, and, and also if you're praying with somebody, if they know what, a little bit about what's happened, they might be able to help give you words too to describe what's happened. Like an example is like, I forgive Joe for humiliating me and rejecting me and making me feel worthless when we were in high school or something, you know, something to that effect. And then at the end of it, at the end of your prayer, thank God for his mercy. Just say, God, our Father, I thank you for your mercy and your forgiveness. And that's it. Um, and just, it's important to start the prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, we forgive. And that's what gives us even the ability to do it. It's not just on my own, because if it were up to my own volition, I probably wouldn't forgive. I would still want to hold on to things. But Jesus is with us in these moments, and you can even imagine Jesus being with you. And I've done this before where I imagine Jesus is with me, and I have the person I need to forgive in my mind, right? Like I imagine them in front of me, and I entrust them to Jesus. And I just, I know Jesus will take care of them and whatever they need, because most people hurt us because they're hurt themselves. 
usually most people don't want to go around hurting people. <laughs> and we know that objectively. Most people want to treat people well. But sometimes because of our own brokenness, because of things that have happened to us, we can act out and hurt other people and we're not even aware we're hurting them. And it's not to give people a pass and not to say, oh, well, they grew up in a broken home or something, so they're going to act like that. No, it's still an injustice and it shouldn't happen. And there needs to be forgiveness there. But just entrust everything to Jesus and know that he and his mercy will tend to everyone, including us and our woundedness. But in the act of forgiving those who have hurt us, oh man, there's so much freedom that comes from that. And little by little, more and more freedom comes. And it's amazing, y'all. I just, I can't express how beautiful it is. And while the things that happened are still real, and they still might be painful, but being able to just entrust the person to Jesus and not hold on to the hatred and anger anymore in my heart. And again, sometimes it comes up again because something touches on that wound. Maybe even the same person does something again. And I have to go to Jesus again. And it, it's real. And it won't be perfect till we get to heaven, you know, till all of us get to heaven. But, but you can experience deeper freedom. And it is a huge obstacle to healing because because if we're holding on to this hatred and this anger, it doesn't allow kind of the healing to get in. I imagine like a wound, and if the wound's all infected, that's kind of a, a vivid image, but it can be harder for the medicine to get in to heal it. You have to clean it out first, you have to clean out the wound, and then the medicine gets applied, and then it begins to heal. So holding on to anger and hatred and resentment and unforgiveness is like an infection in us and it needs to be cleaned out. And then healing can more freely enter in. The Holy Spirit can enter in more fully and the healing grace of Jesus can enter in more fully. He can, the healing graces of Jesus can come anytime. It doesn't matter what's in us, but, but we free up some space and we help ourselves a lot to live more in a spirit of, of forgiveness. And so my prayer for each of you is just, and for myself too, that we can all be people of forgiveness and mercy, that we can be imitators of Christ in that way. And I pray for each person that's listening in the name of Jesus Christ, that whatever might be holding us down, whatever anger or hatred we might have towards somebody, we're able to go to Jesus now and give that to him. And I'll pray for you as you spend time in prayer. I really encourage you to spend time in prayer with whoever you might need to forgive, even if it's also if it's yourself, ourselves. So I'll be praying for each of you and pray for me as well. And if you have any suggestions or ideas for the podcast, or if something was unclear, always feel free to comment and let me know. And let us pray for each other that we might live in mercy and forgiveness 
and receive deeper healing from our Lord each day. God bless you.